1: Don't you understand? I'm the creator of everything seen and unseen. And if I'm in the boat of your life, you're not going to sink.
2: Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Who am I? That is the title of our brand new message that we're going to start right now. Let's jump in.
1: Have you ever asked the question of who we really are? Because we live in a society that defines, it defines us by what we do or how we look. Think about when we get into a conversation with someone that we don't know. It usually doesn't take long for us to ask, so what do you do for a living? For some have pursued occupations that intrigued them, something they wanted to do from their youth, while many others have pursued whatever came their way just so they could pay the bills. And whatever we do, it's getting harder and harder to pay those bills with the high level of inflation that we're all facing here in America, So much for build back better. Now we're just wondering if this administration could just leave it the way they found it. Just saying anyway, but that's a whole different subject. We'll get on that another time. Yes, many just do what they have to do to survive. They don't necessarily love what they do. Then there's the way that we look. Culture pretty much dictates that, do they not? For we all embrace a particular fashion... But that's a look that's common amongst millions of others. No matter how you dress, millions of others dress just like you. No matter what it is. Maybe it's a designer label that you wear. Well, there's many other that wear that same label. Yes, we can mix and match from extreme to moderate. We can have pink and purple hair whatever to a bowl cut doesn't matter we're not alone someone else is doing the same thing somewhere maybe this is why some parents give crazy names to their children because they know everything we do is just like someone else so they give their names to their children some crazy name that no one else has you know tesla founder elon musk named his daughter exa dark sideral thanks dad okay A school teacher in Wisconsin named their child Marijuana. Okay. Parents in New Zealand named their daughter, get this, Tallulah does the hula from Hawaii. That's her name, okay? So this girl hated her name so much that she went to the court and became a ward of the court and she changed her name to Cinnamon Spice and Everything Nice. Just kidding. She didn't change it to that. I don't know what she changed it to. I didn't tell us. (laughs) But, uh, But yes, people long for uniqueness. They long for individualism, to be different from the crowd. But that seems to flee from them. Why? Because no matter how crazy a person gets, somebody's already doing it. For people have done every crazy thing under the sun. Consider hairstyles. I was looking at some crazy hairstyles from unicorns made out of their hair to rainbows from ear to ear. People have had mohawks of every single color. They shave it all off, male and female. There are those who get tattoos. And some people have no idea about moderation for they've tattooed every square inch of their body. Again, nothing is new under the sun. Other people have already done it. It's already been done. But what if we really are supposed to be different? What if the very reason that God made us all with different fingerprints, a different tongue print, and as we all know, we have a different DNA strand, a DNA code that's in our bodies, what if that was all for a reason? What if God, from the foundation of the world, had an individual plan, a plan that would include each and every one of us for something that was so much bigger than ourselves? For individual greatness can only go so far. For there was only one Michael Jordan, but he's retired now, and he can only talk about what he once did as his records are there to be broken and some of them have been broken. There are those that come close to him, like Kobe, but he's no longer with us. Bill Russell just passed away. He won more NBA championships than any other. Tom Brady, he's won an astounding seven Super Bowls. Think about that for a second. He has one more ring than JLo has engagement rings. <laughs> just saying. But the point is this, no matter how famous a person can get, no matter how much personal wealth they can attain, think about it, he will always end, it will always end, it will just be over at one point, they will just be a memory, and just whatever they did was for a season. But what if God has called us, his own people, to do something that was bigger than us all? Something that wasn't supposed to be in a record book kept on planet earth. Something that was so much bigger and it wasn't supposed to exalt us. We weren't supposed to be exalted. We weren't supposed to be on the platform with a bright light shining on our head. What if it was something so much bigger than everything around us and it was to elevate us above everything around us? Yet, it was something that would be remembered for all eternity. Something that would affect the lives of those around us for their eternity. Not to be exalted, not to gloat, not to boast. Something that was so profound that it could actually take all the eyes off of the woe that surrounds us in this world today. Something so extreme that it could override all the hardship and the difficulties that has encompassed each and every one of us. For that is what God has purposed each and every one of us for. For we are living in desperate times. Is that not an understatement for the times we live in now? Because our times are filled with anguish skyrocketing crime death on every front defeat we have fear loss and so much more things that will rob people of hope everyone that we know has been robbed of hope in some way things that can steal our confidence things that take away the dream of optimism for tomorrow but what if we were never to place all of our hope and having a better world here What if that's what we're not supposed to do? What if the life was only able to give us so much? Like this life can only give us so much and it's tapped out. It can't give anymore. Yet you and me were created for something that is so much more so much more than what we could ever attain here on planet Earth. I wonder if that's why no matter how much we attain, no matter how much we achieve, how much we gain, it eventually leaves us empty and longing for more. As we ask ourselves, what person, place, or thing has ever given me a lasting satisfaction to the point where I don't want any more? It's not happened because we always want more well those are intense questions for sure because it all comes back to why do we really exist is there something to life that's bigger than what i've seen is there something that's bigger than me bigger than everything that's around me bigger than all i've experienced thus far and the answer is an astounding yes for god's plan is an eternal plan and we all have a place in that plan we all have a place in that plan. You know, in Matthew chapter 8, Jesus got in a boat at the beginning of his ministry. He had some of the disciples with him. In fact, all the disciples weren't, having, they weren't even picked at this point. And so they're, they're going and, and, and they're, they're, they're heading across the thing, and, you know, the Sea of Galilee, and, and Jesus falls asleep and, and a sudden storm came up. And, I mean, the waves were coming over the bow and the wind was blowing and they were no longer able to guide the boat any longer. And they finally they ran to the Jesus and they're shaking him like, how can you still be asleep? Number one, and it's like, don't you care about us? Don't you care? We're gonna die here. Jesus kind of moves and gets up. He looks at them and says, "You of little faith, little faith." What do you mean, little faith? We're all gonna die here in this storm. And Jesus sends them and says, "Cease, be still." And the storm goes from <laughs> nothing instantly and the disciples they they stood back they were they were astonished kind of frightened and astonished all together like who is this man that can speak to the elements and they silence who is this man and it all makes sense why he said to them you of little faith don't you understand i'm the creator of everything seen and unseen and if I'm in the boat of your life, you're not going to sink. Why, therefore, are you such little faith when you see everything crumbling around you? Well, with that as a backdrop, we're going to look into the book of Psalms as we consider three points in light of our title Who am I? Number one, displaying his splendor. God displays his splendor, and we see his glory. Number two, loving the oppressed. God loves those that are around us. The people that make our life hard, the people that are difficult, the people that have different political views. God loves them. And number three, mistaking the creator. This generation has mistaken the creator. We have lived in so much sin for so long that we think everything is fine and it's okay and there's not a day of an accounting that's coming but let's look at our first point displaying his splendor as we read together here starting in psalm chapter 8 picking up in verse 1 O lord our lord how majestic is your name in all of the earth who have displayed your splendor above the heavens from the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained what is man that you would take thought of him and the son of man that you would care for him wow we'll stop there for a moment Yes, make a side note in your mind right now. The Lord, He is the creator of all things seen and unseen. And the creator of all things seen and unseen is our Lord. He is our Lord if you're a Christian. He's the one who looked at all that he's made and all of creation. And he picked one thing out of the trillions of things that he created. Every cell, every universe, billions of stars. Out of everything that he made, he made one of them his prized possession. Yes, it wasn't one of the animals from the animal kingdom. It wasn't one of the birds that fly in the air. It wasn't any of the sea life that lives in the oceans. It wasn't a blue whale. It wasn't a badger. It wasn't a bull elephant. It wasn't a chihuahua. It wasn't a bald eagle. It wasn't a hummingbird. Because God made them all. But it wasn't the one that he said, I am going to call this my prized possession. There was only one that he made in his own image, and that was man. And from man, he created woman. He created us with a special uniqueness over everything that's created. That was different from the rest of creation. For he gave instincts to all created animals. That's why we see caribou that will migrate 3,000 miles yearly to the very same place. We see salmon that will travel down rivers out into the ocean and will travel some 2,400 miles and return to the very spot that they were born seven years later. How is that even possible? The Arctic tern travels from the top of the earth, the North Pole, all the way down to Antarctica at the bottom of the earth. And they do it every year. They fly a whopping 44,000 miles. But how do these animals do this year after year, generation after generation, and none of them get lost? You and we have to plug in our GPS to get to the other side of Los Angeles. It's all because God programmed them to do what they do. But for us, God made humanity different than everything else. He made us in his image. He gave us the greatest gift of all time. He gave us our own free will. So I can go into a restaurant and I can say, I want the BLT with double bacon. No, make that triple bacon. I want triple bacon on that. Avocado, tomato. I. It's like... Free will is one of the greatest things in life, but it's one of the worst things in life also because free will has proved to be a huge problem for men and women. And why is that? Look at what it does it enables us to do as we please rather than what God pleases. It enables us to not worship God, it enables us to not obey His commands. many seek after everything that's morally wrong in God's eyes. doesn't matter what God says. I'm doing what I want to do. But didn't God know that would happen? Why would He give us free will if it would lead us farther away from Him? Of course God knew what was happening. Of course God knew that many would rebel against Him. But what was he supposed to do? Was he supposed to pre-program us like he did all the other species, like the Arctic tern, I'm going to fly to South Antarctica, and I'm going to fly back 44,000 miles. Like, man, wouldn't you rather just stay here and kick back? I mean, we're going to end up back here anyway. Why would you stay? You know, how come when they're flying down and they hit San Diego, and like, man, we just stay here for a while, you know, it's pretty nice. No, they go all the way and come all the way back. It's like, Why? Because God programmed him, but he didn't want to program us because he had no desire for us to be robots. God, I am going to worship you because you told me to worship you every morning. It's like God didn't want that. He was not going to do to us like he did to the animal kingdom. But rather he created us with a desire to know him. And that desire cannot be satisfied with anything else that the world could supply That means no matter how much success you have, you're not satisfied. No matter how much worldly possessions you gain, you're not satisfied. No matter how much you acquire, you are not satisfied. Nothing will satisfy you completely until you come to the one that made you. And that's why people die all around the world with so much and have so little. King David understood this. And he simply looked at an unbelievable scene as he simply stared into a night sky. It wasn't polluted by light pollution. Because when we here in Los Angeles, we look up on a nice clear night, we see a few stars and what have you. But it's because there's 10 and a half million people that live in L.A. County and there's lights everywhere. And it causes what's called light pollution. But when you're out in the middle of the desert and there's no big city around, all of a sudden there's like a 50 billion stars out there that you're looking at. I remember laying on a trailer with my son out at Glamis and we're just sleeping on a trailer wide open and looking up at the sky and watching, you know, falling stars falling all over. Oh, did you see that one? Did you see that one? Where'd all these stars come from? Well, they're always there. You just don't have any light pollution here. But it was like, there was David. He was looking. He's like at the stars and, and David is overwhelmed. And he should have been overwhelmed. He said in verse one, it's a display of your splendor. Splendor in the Hebrew language means it was God's brightness. It's His, His Majesty, His honor. You're just seeing a, a little sliver of God when you look up into the universe as you see all the stars and the magnificence. Yes, it's His Majesty. Scientists estimate that the universe is some forty-six billion light years across. Okay, what does that even mean? How far is that? Well, just one light year is about six trillion miles so you'd have to multiply six trillion miles by 46 billion how about that you know what's that number they estimate that the diameter of the universe is 546 trillion which is 54 followed by 22 zeros afterwards then after scientists give us all of this data that completely just blows your mind like how do you even keep up with that how do you even try to grab the magnitude of all this so after they blow your mind the scientists confess actually we don't have any idea how big it is it could be much bigger than that okay thank you for nothing yes david starts and finishes the a psalm with oh lord our lord How majestic is your name in all of the earth? That word majestic in the original Hebrew language means you are more noble, you are more excellent, you are more mighty than anything that we could ever, ever see. Yes, our God is all of that and so much more. He created something that man cannot even grasp. And what does man do with all of this great ability that has been divinely created and granted to us as made in God's image, what do we do? We take away everything from the God that created us. And we rob Him of His glory. Man takes that knowledge and he abandons the very God who created him. Speculating that instead of being created for something that was so much greater than any of us, man has concluded that we were created for ourselves. To only live for ourselves. But me, myself, and I through an evolutionary random process, we created ourselves over billions of years, and we came from monkeys. That's where we came from. We made ourselves. Really. And where has that led us here in the world today? To a great vacuum of emptiness. The world is empty, the world is bankrupt. Here, we just printed up what, another 500 billion to pay off student loans? Yeah, we don't, that's not money we have. That's not money that's there. We're already 31 trillion in debt. That'd be like each and every one of us having five credit cards in our wallet and we owe 5 million on each one of them. What's the chance of us paying that back? Nothing. No, we could never pay it back. The government can't pay back, so we just keep printing, why? Because we want to make people happy. Oh be happy. We're going to give you this. We don't have money to pay for that. We're just going farther and farther in debt. United States, 31 trillion in debt. The world, over 300 trillion in debt. The world is bankrupt. All of this abandonment of God has led to a huge vacuum. Man has found himself in today that needs to be medicated to simply continue. Give me something more. Give me something more. I need more. As people medicate themselves with the lust of having more. More money. Give me more money. But inflation keeps going up. My oatmeal, I used to get... At Costco, it was $8.95 forever. $8.95 forever. Last week, $12.95. What? It didn't go up a buck. It didn't go up two bucks. It went up four bucks. So you keep giving us money, but you're making everything else go up so high that the more money is not enough. But I need more stuff, I need more relationships. I'd be happy if I wasn't with this person. So you get rid of that person and get another person, only to get rid of them to get another person. Yet when all of that fails, many will seek more ways to medicate or dull their senses. We have to dull our soul because our soul is longing for hope. As many turn to some vice to simulate themselves, alcohol, drugs, sex, We see grocery stores now add multiple aisles of alcohol. Wait, a that a grocery store? Grocery stores didn't used to have alcohol. Then it was like one aisle. Now the grocery store by my house is like six aisles. There's a whole section that is all alcohol now. Liquor stores on every major street, multiples of them. Pot stores everywhere we see. We've got three of them within just, you know, walking distance here from the church. They're opening all over the city. Gentlemen's clubs, which aren't for gentlemen, by the way. Sex websites. All to dim our senses from the reality of the emptiness that surrounds us. But David, oh David... He's taken in the splendor of the Lord. He's taken in the brightness of his majesty and his honor of the God of creation as he takes in the works of his hands, as he stares into the vastness of the heavens and says, wow, verse four, what is man that you would take thought of him? David is saying, who am I? Who am I that you would even care about me? That you even give me the time of day? And that's a great question. For man has purposefully abandoned the God who made him. And even though God has called us on the carpet and called us as we really are, because he doesn't let man just get away with this, what does he say in Psalm 14? He says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So you're saying, well, pastor, are you calling the world and the leaders of this world fools? No, I am not. God is calling them fools, okay?
2: That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to Pastor and Bible Teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word that's Core Church LA to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you.